What is up, you wonderful, beautiful people of the world? This is Ashley Campbell with Daily Encouragement. By the time you guys hear this episode podcast, it's going to be September 28th, Wisdom App, Facebook. You guys are getting in live in real time. So today I want to talk to you guys about something that uh, I was experiencing this morning, you know, that I've been experiencing. And, uh, you know, I want to share it with you guys because I'm trying to build up the body of Christ. I'm trying to build up you know, his people. And, uh, the only way that I can really do that or feel like I'm doing that is if I share what I'm going through and the process that I'm using to help myself in the process. <laughs> okay. So, um, but before we get into it, you guys, let's go ahead and pray. And then I want to talk to you guys about being led by the spirit of God. Um, you know, what that means, well, how I've come to understand it and, um, you know, how I practice that in my life. Okay. So let's go ahead and pray. And then we will have this conversation. Uh, Lord Jesus, thank you for this day. Thank you for your Holy Spirit being in the hearts of those who have surrendered to you and, you know, believe your words, Lord. I thank you so much that we do not have to live by our own knowledge and interpretations and all the other words that storm around in our minds and outside of us, Lord. I thank you, God, that your spirit's in us. You direct us, God. Thank you, God, for your written word. Thank you, God, for your spirit. And I just pray, Lord, that we would continue to humbly receive the words you've spoken to us, God, and we would bear fruit, Lord. So uh, help us, God, to just continue to stay in our lanes and, and focus on what you are showing us, Lord, and, and live by your words. And in the process, God, we can inspire other people to do the same. So we love you, Lord. I pray you guide this conversation. And we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you guys. So this morning, I was up on my laptop, 5 a.m., and I'm in the process of reading the final manuscript for my book, Nuggets of Truth, Volume 1. Super excited to have that released to you guys. I actually drew the cover, like, I think it was last year. Um, I had an image in my mind and I drew it and then I just took a picture of it and sent it to them and they were able to capture that. And so I cannot wait to show that to you guys. It's, it's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, um, so I'm in the process of rereading the final manuscript. I, uh, the editor sent that to me on Sunday night, so I'm rereading everything. And so, um, as I was doing that this morning, um, I was verifying that the scripture that I referenced that was actually in that spot. Galatians 5, the fruit of the spirit. So I, I went back to it and I'm going to jump over there really quick, you guys. So I went over to it and um, I started reading it. So yes, Galatians 5 is where the fruit of the spirit is. So I went ahead and I decided to read the whole chapter. And I'm just going to share with you guys really, really quick some things that stuck out to me. So this is Galatians 5, verse 16. It says, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts after the spirit. For the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. So as I was looking at this, a couple things came to my mind. And it was it says here, for the, for the flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another so that you do not do the things that you wish. And I guess from my experience and, you know, being in the actual like church building, you know, for almost half of my Christian life and just listening to a majority of the people out there, you know, I think that's probably where they get the whole idea of like die to yourself. Don't do what you want. Don't live by your desires and that kind of thing. And so you know, people are like really terrified to look into the soil of their own life and what God has planted in there because of scriptures like this and how it gets applied and how we understand it. 
And then I was like, you know, but there has to be more to it. How does a person know if they're being led by the spirit of God? Wouldn't there have to be a distinction between the two, right? So the word flesh means you're in opposition to the spirit. Okay. When we talk about the spirit in the Bible, capital S it's talking about the Holy spirit, the spirit of God. So a spirit is thoughts, emotions, and a will. God through the Holy spirit has his own thoughts, his emotions, and his will. And you also have a spirit. You have your thoughts, your emotions, and your will. And anytime your spirit is in opposition to the spirit of God, you are walking in the flesh. That's what they call it. Okay. So I was just thinking he needed to word it this way so that you do not do the things you wish because there need, you have to be able to understand within yourself when you are no longer following the spirit of God, when you are, you know, catering to other words outside of the spirit that's in you through the Holy Spirit, God's spirit. God is going to speak to you. He's going to speak to you through his written word. You're going to take it in. You're going to think about it. It's going to get planted in your heart and it's going to produce whatever that word intended for it to produce. It produces its own kind. When you are talking to God about your life, because that's what we need him for, <laughs> everything like, you know, excuse me, guys, I'm going to wipe my glasses off. Then we start praying and we ask God, we ask him, Lord, help me to integrate your word into my life. Help me to, you know, live out your words. Help me to figure out who I am, what my purpose is, and all those things pertaining to life and godliness, whatever it is that's on your heart, that you want to talk to God about, you bring it to him. And then you start thinking, and then you start paying attention to the thoughts that are coming into your mind that um, are going to bring about the fruit of the spirit. Now, what's the fruit? The fruit is the result of a thought. Okay. And what do I mean by that? If you look over here at, okay. So if you go to Romans 5, 19, it says, now the works of the flesh are evident, right? So the thinking of the flesh is evident. All right, because whatever you think, you put it into action. It doesn't really matter. You know, people can focus on the actions, but really your thoughts and motives and intentions drive your actions and your behaviors. All right, so if you really want to figure out what the heck is directing your life, you really got to work backwards and figure out what thoughts are you entertaining that are directing the fruit and the outcomes of your life, okay? So if you want to know the works of the flesh, if you want to know the works of your own spirit, independent from God, this is what's going to happen, okay? which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in the past, in the time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, let me share another really quick note on that. When I used to think of people will not inherit the kingdom of God, I used to literally think about just us not going to heaven. But did you know that you are heirs of the kingdom right now? And we are supposed to be experiencing what that means. Christ died so we could receive our inheritance. We are heirs. We are his children. There are certain benefits that the children of God get while they are living on this earth. It's not just we get everything when we're dead. All right. There is going to be a distinction between God's people and people who don't believe him. And so, and what I was thinking of, with that being said, there must be some truth to, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You will not experience what God has planned for you right now on this earth. Not just when you're dead, but you can literally forfeit the inheritance he has for you now by choosing to live 
you know, in your flesh, in opposition to the spirit. When you are in opposition, when your thoughts are in opposition to God. And how do you know? Through these different emotional states we find ourselves in, okay? Um, and, and ways of being towards another person, okay? So basically what you're characterized by, you know, your way of being, as well as your emotional state overall, okay? And of course, obviously, there is some, um, you know, adultery, fornication. Jesus already said, you know, that started with a thought, even just looking at another person, right? So the point is, is we got to be able to pay attention to our thoughts that are directing our life. And if it is resulting in these types of behaviors, states of being emotional, ad emotional states, you know that you're not walking in the spirit of God. But he goes, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things. There's no law. Did you guys know that God literally wants us to experience the, the what happens when we live by his words, right? Which is going to be love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness, self-control. Those are all the results of living by the words of God, living by the spirit of God. And so like this morning, you know, I was just uh, thinking about what God has me doing with daily encouragement. Okay. You guys, I'm not always like seeing the fruit of that, what I want to see from it. You know, I want to be able to influence millions of people and I want to be able to create a stream of income sharing my content with the world so I can supply some money to my family. Okay. That's what I want to do. I want to supply my own stream of income through my own content. And I want to influence the world with the grace of God, how he's influenced me. I want to influence other people. I want people to be so comfortable with the spirit of God being in them that they are able to walk in their authority, their story, whatever the Lord wants to do in and through their life, that they're unashamed to put it out there, you know, and um, they'll, they'll put themselves out there, that they won't hold anything back. They won't worry about, oh, how's people going to receive this or what are they going to think? Who cares? You know, um, I remember when I started my journey, um, I was in my living room at my old house and I would start doing a live video at six o'clock in the morning. I had no makeup on. There was no background. It was a laptop with the original camera and whatever microphone was built into it. It did not sound good. It did not look good, but I did not care. I was like, you know what? I have this burning passion in my heart to share what God has done in my life. And I'm going to start doing that in whatever capacity that I can do that. And a lot of people hold themselves back because they think, well, I don't have this and I don't have that. So they do nothing. You know, if you have the spirit of God in you, you can do whatever. The only thing we have to do is, is take our own, I guess, self out of the equation, right? As far as what are other people going to think? Is this going to make an impact? Like you overthink it to the point of taking absolutely no action, right? But God wants you to be so secure in yourself and your relationship with him that you just roll with it, right? You're unashamed. You share your story. You share whatever you've got going on that you want to pour out into the world. And so I want to inspire people to do that, you know? Um, if you're a Christian and you have the Holy Spirit, God wants to use you to influence the world by his grace. Your grace in your life are the areas that God has pulled you out of the shame hole, okay? Wherever you've experienced shame, blame, condemnation, and judgment, you know, wherever God has, you know, you've, you've prayed to him, you've come to him, you've surrendered. Jesus, <laughs> I need you to come into my life, Lord, right? And then you start talking to him about the things that are going on in your life, the problems that you're having, the burdens you're carrying, the stress, whatever it is. And then you start getting new thoughts about that, new perspectives that are giving you peace. Maybe, you know, God is, you know, talking to you through his word. You read something and just have this aha moment, right? That's how I know when the Lord speaks to me is if I'm talking to him about something and I have a new thought, a new perspective on it, that brings me peace. I was like, oh, wow, I never thought about that. That's how I gauge the spirit of God in my life. Okay. God wants us to have peace and 
you know, that is definitely something that I think a lot of people are looking for, but it's very vulnerable to live by the peace of God because God can give you a new thought about something and it might not, it might not match up at all with the circumstances. And so many people want to feel secure in their life by what's going on on the outside instead of where the kingdom of heaven is within the heart of a person that they completely downplay that whole process. Jesus already said he doesn't give as the world gives. He's going to give himself to you. But a lot of people don't know how to access the Lord in that way. And that's why I'm on here trying to share with you guys the practical ways that I've grown in my relationship with the Lord, the different things I've come to understand in hopes of you grasping something from it, putting it into practice in your own life and learning how to hear God within inside your own life in the context of your life. Having, okay, if you have the Holy Spirit, you should be able to discern God's voice in your life through the other, through the voices of other people, right? You should be able to discern when he's talking to you. That's something that doesn't really get talked about in the church these days. You know, um, a lot of people stick to the written word, which is fine. And I think that's important. But if you don't know how to apply it and you're feeling imprisoned or burdened by the word of God, right? You need to ask for a revelation. You need to ask the Holy Spirit. It says he will teach us all things. This is what gives Christians their authority. And this is the exact thing that tyrannical and communist governments are afraid of because God has given us this earth to rule and subdue. And we are supposed to be taking our authority and we are supposed to be understanding things and thinking about things, right? And God will help you to do that, right? And so anyway, you guys, I just wanted to share that with you that, you know, anyway, so I was thinking about what I'm doing and I'm feeling all discouraged and, you know, just kind of like beating myself up. And I was like, you know what, Lord? <laughs> Number one, am I thinking about what I think is happening with daily encouragement? My own conclusions, oh, it's not growing, it's not working. Naturally, if you think thoughts like that, you're gonna feel like crap, all right? And I was not feeling encouraged by telling myself that the things I was doing wasn't working, wasn't having an impact, I wasn't gonna go anywhere with it, all this crazy kind of stuff going on in my mind, right? But then it's like I had to take a step back and be like, wait a second, you know what? I've been praying about this. I have a burning desire to share it with people no matter how many followers I have or who's listening or who's not listening or what's gonna happen, I don't care. You know, I have this desire in my heart to share with people the things that God has shared with me and that is what motivates me to do this. And when I first started doing this, I think it was back in August of 2020, um, there was a gal, I think she lives down in Africa and uh, she started following me on Instagram. She goes, hey Ashley, I wanna do a live video with you. I said, sure, let's do it. She goes, you have 150 followers and you're just so consistent. She's like, it doesn't make any sense. She's like, most people would have quit at this point. Hold on just a second, you guys, what you need there? What you need? I'm doing a podcast. Okay, go ask your one of your sisters to help you get some cereal. Or go ask Johnny or somebody, okay? Um, I'm, as soon as I'm done, you gotta wait till I'm done. I'll be right out. So she was like, you only have 150 followers. Why are you so consistent? Like, what's the point? Most people would have quit. I was like, well, one thing that the Lord has taught me since I started this whole journey was you better believe in the value that you carry before anybody else does, right? I better believe that the things that I'm sharing with you guys are so valuable that I keep doing it, right? And so I was like, I do believe it's valuable. That's why I keep doing it. That's why I keep sharing it, regardless of the response on the outside or whether people are uh, following or listening or whatever. It, you know, I'm convinced that I need to be convinced <laughs> that the stuff I share with you guys is valuable before anybody else does, right? And so I think that's a really, really important thing too. If you have something you want to share with other people, you have to be convinced that it has value before anybody else does. Because if you don't value what you're doing, other people won't, okay? 
So it was like, I had to go back to those basic things and uh, say, Lord, you know, help me not to be living in the, the pity party, to be a victim, right? I know I'm walking in the flesh if I all of a sudden, you know, got the envy going on. Oh, you know, people are doing better than I am or whatever, you know, and I want that and I don't have that, right? Because I'm entertaining those kinds of thoughts that are gonna lead me into that emotional state, right? You guys, why do you think it's so important that the Lord says, take your thoughts captive, all right? You have to be paying attention to the things you're meditating on. And that's why sometimes we get deceived or fall into places we didn't mean to because we don't take so much heed to our minds, all right? We just let all kinds of thoughts filter on through. And sometimes you guys, your thoughts are not your own thoughts. You know, your thoughts are not your own thoughts. You guys, we are like these, you know, satellites that pick up on all these different kinds of signals, you know? And so it's like, we have to be very selective in what we allow into our minds, what we meditate on, what we like allow to take root into our hearts, you know? And so I had to just reality check myself this morning and be like, you know what, Ashley? You gotta continue to be led by the spirit of God. Be led by his thoughts. What are you convinced of the Lord's having you do right now in your life and continue to do it regardless of how you are interpreting the things that you're seeing right now. Because you know what, you guys, sometimes the way that I look at things is not really what they are, okay? I can get all caught up in, you know, what I think something means or in my own conclusions, and you guys are not always right. And that's okay, that's why we need the Spirit of God because He knows what we don't know and He can help us through those times where we're just, where we're struggling, okay? So I just wanna share that with you guys today. So how do you know you know, how do you get led by the spirit of God? Number one, you got to be in his written word. Okay. That's important. That's going to encourage you. Number two, do you have the Holy spirit? Did you ask for it? And number three, are you talking to God every single day? You have to literally spend time with him every single day. It says man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from him, you have to literally be intentional to stop what you're doing every day and acknowledge his presence in your life. How do you acknowledge his presence? right? How do you acknowledge somebody's presence? Do you not, when you're talking to somebody, don't you not acknowledge their words and what they're saying? So like they feel heard, not just, you can listen to somebody and like hear what they're saying. Okay. I hear a voice, but that doesn't mean that you're actually, um, paying attention to the words that they're saying and reflecting those back. Right? So being in God's presence is, you know, what, Lord, I'm going to read your words and I'm going to figure out how the, your written word is going to fit into the context of my life today. And I'm going to, I'm going to seek you. I'm going to ask you Lord to help me in my life in these situations, direct my path, help me to discern your spirit. God has good plans for us, plans to prosper us, not to harm us, but to give us hope in the future. And you know, that's the other side of it too, is we don't believe that, you know, a lot of Christians don't believe that God has plans to prosper us. They like start focusing on like, Oh, is that the, the prosperity gospel? Is that materialistic? Whatever, you know? <laughs> God gave us this earth. We're supposed to rule and subdue it. We're supposed to, you know, be, be fruitful and multiply. All right. In all different areas of our lives, in our relationships, you know, having children, you guys, God wanted us to populate the earth. Okay. Um, you know, bearing fruit. Um, that is what we were created to do. And God's going to put things in your heart that you want to do things that you, you feel connected with him. Okay. And that's the other thing too. You know, you're not being led by the spirit of God, when you find yourself in isolation with God, right? When you find yourself, oh Lord, you're frustrated with him and you might be angry with God. That's when you know that your spirit is in opposition to his. God wants to be connected to you, but sometimes you let your thoughts separate you from him. And that's why you gotta just be like, okay, Lord, you know what? I recognize the division and 
you know, return to him. He says, if you return to me, I will return to you. We have to be super intentional in our relationship with God because this world, this world denies. We live in a space where the enemy rules the world. He denies God. Okay. And so we have to be intentional and, and I'm going to seek him. I want to know who God is. Right. Um, you know, so anyway, what else did I share with you guys? Okay. Yeah. That's how you're led by the spirit of God. All right. Number one, pay attention to, you know, are you, do you have the results of being led by the spirit of God? Do you have love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, kindness, all those things in your life. That's what God wants to produce. And he will do that through you. All right. If you talk to him about whatever's going on, allow him to give you a new perspective. All right. And then as he does that, you know, pay attention to your state of being. Do you have, if you are going through a really difficult situation right now, or you're struggling and you're praying and you're asking God to help you. And then down the road, you get like a new perspective, you know, throughout the day or whatever, or you hear something and then it just changes how you are thinking and looking at your situation. And if you got peace, that's, that's the spirit of God. God wants you to live by his thoughts, live by what he's trying to tell you, live by his knowledge. And what do you think caused the fall in the beginning? Right? God had given Adam and Eve words, but then when, when the serpent comes into play and he starts talking to them, they start entertaining the words of the serpent and not the, not the words of God. And that's what happens every single time in our lives. Every single time we heed words that are not from God or, you know, getting in our stuck in our own flesh, you know, our own thoughts, emotions, and our will, where we're feeling separated and frustrated with God, we, you know, isolated. Um, that's how we create the fall in our life every single time. That's what happened with Adam. It's like God gave him some words. Someone else gave him some words. They entertained the words of the serpent. They felt the fear and the isolation from it. Anytime you do that in your life throughout the day, you know, if you are stuck in any type of fear or isolation, you already know that you are operating in your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own will. And if you are in a state where you're like, whatever, God, that's pride, right? And you got, you got to ask the Lord to break that down. We're supposed to be humble. We're supposed to be connected to him. We're supposed to come underneath of him. You can't rule and subdue the way that God wants you to if you are not underneath of him and influenced by him. You guys think about all the evil people in the world. If we're supposed to rule and subdue, but you're not connected to the spirit of God, you're going to become a tyrant, right? You have to be able to humble yourselves underneath a, a greater power than yourself, which is God who knows everything. And that's really what we need in this country. We need more and more people who um, will return to the fact that they don't know everything, that they're not born all knowing, that they need wisdom and knowledge and understanding beyond themselves, that they can't solve every problem they have. They don't have all the answers. They don't have all the knowledge. Right. So we need people who are humble enough to acknowledge that within themselves and, are, and are, are humble enough to ask for what they need from someone who's greater than they are, which is God. And God wants to give that to us. That's why he created us. We are supposed to be his children. You know how two, you know, a male and a female come together and produce a child. Right. And now you get to teach that child everything. So, you know, you, you get to give them everything they need so they can live and thrive. God's going to do that same thing. When we were born into this world, you guys, Adam and Eve, they were born as blank slates. They didn't know anything, had no experiences, right? So God was giving them a little bit of experience here and there. Adam, go name the animals, so-and-so, do this, do that, right? Teaching them. And that's what he wants to do with us still. But you have to recognize the methods that he does to do that, right? How does God teach us? He does it through our thoughts, all right? And that's why it's so vulnerable because you can't see literally outside of you at times, the things that you want to see in your life to make you feel more secure, right? 
but everything starts with a thought. God created the whole world with thought. He's spoken into existence. So thoughts are the foundation of everything, right? And what we meditate on. And so we have to be willing to be that vulnerable, to live by the thoughts that God gives us, regardless of what's going on in the outside circumstances, right? Um, and so that, but that, and that's what we're supposed to do. And that's the peace of it all too. You guys can have peace in your life, regardless of what's going on. If you are connected with the Lord and you have surrendered to him and you're allowing God to break off the pride and all the things inside of you, right? That try to separate you from him, then you are going to have the peace that surpasses understanding. And that's what the world's looking for. You guys, I don't know about you guys, but the world is in turmoil right now. And so, um, if you have the spirit of God, you need to be able to be influenced by that God, by God in that way. So you can influence other people. Does that make sense? So you know that you're being led by the spirit of God. If you have these states of being within your life, within your life, if you have love, joy, peace, long suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control, right? If those are growing characteristics in your life, right? God will give you thoughts to produce those ways of being in your life. Okay. And if you don't have those things, if you got everything else I just mentioned up here in uh, verse 19, right? That then you're, you're living independent from the spirit of God and you're in opposition. And here's one more thing I'll share too. Sometimes when we've gone through a lot of difficulty in our life, like hardship, struggle, wounds, pain, if God wants to give you peace, you might, you might not want to take it. You might just be like, whatever, you know? And, and cause you're so secure in what you've been through and what you can predict that if God's like, Hey, I want to love you and, and give you peace, no matter what you could completely deny God giving that to you because you know, you you're afraid of being hurt again. Right? So what I'm saying is we can wall ourselves off from God that way too, you know, go your own way in that way. Well, I don't want to receive those good things from God. You know, I've been through too much. I don't want to have any more pain. I don't want to go through any, any, any more difficulty. So it, you might deny the peace of God because you feel safer in the things that you've been through. So if you've gone through any type of difficulty in your life, we usually protect ourselves. And so we build ways of thinking and um, ways of being to, you know, shield ourselves from that, right? Like coping mechanisms in a way, defenses that we put up. You might feel strong. You might feel a little bit more secure in your defenses than you do and just allowing those to come down and allowing God to make you a completely different person. Okay. We have to let God heal us from all the wounds and all the things we've been through that have allowed us to build up the walls that we've created in our life. All right. That separate us from God, separate us from other people. Okay. When God comes in, he's like totally clean in the slate and he doesn't want there to be anything in your life that is, that's going to wall you off from him. All right. That's going to wall you off from the peace. He wants to give you that surpasses knowledge. You can let your knowledge and what you've been through and how you have conceived things in your mind to protect yourself, right? You can allow that to stay up in your mind and keep it going and deny what God wants to do. Okay. When you come in a relationship with him, he literally wants to level all of that. He was, he literally says you are a new creation. Okay. You got to let God heal you in those areas you've put walls up in. So that way you can be a new creation. When you're a new creation, you don't behave and do and act the same way you did before you met him right? If you truly know Christ, you should not behave, be behaving and, and doing the same old things you used to do the same way. ways you used to wall yourself off and protect yourself. All right. You should be allowing God to take those things down brick by brick, right? Because you trust him. And if you don't trust him, you got to work on that. You guys, this is a very layered issue. So I just want to share that with you guys today. Being led by the spirit of God is just being 
led by the thoughts of God. And you can be led by the thoughts of God by you acknowledging thoughts in your life that do not produce peace, that have got you all burdened and stressed and condemned and worried. You've got to submit those things. You've got to bring those things to God. You've got to talk to him about the things that have got you feeling that way, you know, and thinking that way, right? Because you can continue to reason your way into a state, emotional state because of your thoughts about it. But sometimes, like I said, your thoughts can separate you from the peace that God wants to give you. So, you know, be sick of it. Be sick of not having peace in your life, right? And submit yourself to the spirit and say, Lord, I want what you want to give me. If you want to give me peace, Lord, I surrender, right? I want to have peace that surpasses knowledge and understanding. I want to have peace no matter what it looks like what's going on outside the world or however I perceive things. And that, that's me, that means you got to be vulnerable, right? You have to allow God into those places. So anyway, you guys, I'm going to pop off here. I hope you guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you guys for listening to the podcast. There is a life coaching series on here that begins January 20th all the way through May 21st, 2020. You guys, it's been two years since I've done this, but I walk Christians through the process of establishing identity and their character and their values. The same process I went through, I share from the soil of my own life, you guys, how I did that. All right, so it's very real and, uh, you know, very open. But if you guys take yourself on this journey, it's a five-month process, it'll change your guys' life you will learn how to establish your identity and your character and your values, not your circumstances, opinions, people's opinions, or your own performance. Okay. So anyway, you guys have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you guys for all your support. And I will talk to you all next time.